Chapter Four of Calatan, Our Little Alaskan Cousin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betsy Walker, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Calatan, Our Little Alaskan Cousin by Mary F. Nixon Roulet. Chapter Four ted meets mr bruin it seemed to ted as if he had scarcely touched the pillow on the nights which followed before it was daylight and he would awake to find the sun streaming in at his tent flap he always meant to go fishing with calatan before breakfast so the moment he woke up he jumped out of bed if his pile of fragrant pine boughs covered with skins could be called a bed and hurried through his toilet quick as he tried to be however he was never ready before Calatan, for when Ted appeared, the Indian boy had always had his roll in the snow and was preparing his lines. Calatan was perfectly fascinated with the American boy. He thought him the most wonderful specimen of a boy that he had ever seen. He knew so much that Calatan did not, and talked so brightly that being with Ted was to the Indian like having a book without the bother of reading. There were some things about him that Calatan could not understand, to be sure. Ted talked to his father just as if he were another boy. He even spoke to Tyee Clake on occasions when that august personage had not only not asked him a question, but was not speaking at all. From the Clinket point of view, this was a most remarkable performance on Ted's part. But Calatan thought it must be all right for a Boston boy for even the stern old chief seemed to regard happy-go-lucky Ted with approval. Ted, on the other hand, thought Calatan the most remarkable boy he had ever met in all his life. He had not been much with boys. His lady mother, as he always called the gentle, brown-eyed being who ruled his father and himself, had not cared to have her little Galahad mingle with the rougher city boys who thronged the streets and had kept him with herself a great deal. Ted had loved books, and he and his little sister Judith had lived in a pleasant atmosphere of refinement, playing happily together until the boy had grown almost to dread anything common or low. His mother knew he had moral courage and would face any issue pluckily, but his father feared he would grow up a milksop and thought he needed hardening. Mrs. Strong objected to the hardening process if it consisted in turning her boy loose to learn the ways of the city streets but had consented to his going with his father urged thereto by fears for his health which was not of the best and the knowledge that he had reached the bear and indian age and it was certainly a good thing for him to have his experiences firsthand to ted the whole thing was perfectly delightful when he lay down at night, he would often like to see Mother and Jew, but he was generally so tired that he was asleep before he had time to think enough to really be homesick. During the day, there was too much doing to have any thinking time, and since he had met this boyfriend, he thought of little else but him and what they were to do next. The Tai had assured Mr. Strong that it was perfectly safe for the boys to go about together. Calatan knows all the trails, he said. He take care of white brother. Anything come, call Chetwolf. 
as mr strong was very anxious to penetrate the glacier under clake's guidance and wanted ted to enjoy himself to the full he left the boys to themselves the only stipulation being that they should not go on the water without chet Wolf. there seemed to always be something new to do as the days grew warmer the ice broke in the river and the boys tramped all over the country ted learned to use the bow and arrow and brought down many a bird for supper and proud he was when he served up for his father a wild duck shot plucked and cooked all by himself they fished in the stream by day and set lines by night they trapped rabbits and hares in the woods and one day even got a silver fox a skin greatly prized by the fur traders on account of its rarity calatan insisted that ted should have it though he could have gotten forty dollars for it from a white trader and ted was rejoiced at the idea of taking it home to make a set of furs for judith one day ted had a strange experience and not a very pleasant one which might have been very serious had it not been for calatan he had noticed a queer-looking plant on the river bank the day before and had stopped to pick it up when he received such a sudden and unexpected pricking as to cause him to jump back and shout for calatan his hand felt as if it had been pierced by a thousand needles and he flew to a snowbank to rub it with snow i must have gotten hold of some kind of cactus he said to calatan who only replied ah picked hedgehog he pointed to where ted's cactus was ambling indignantly away with every quill rattling and set straight out in anger at having his morning nap disturbed calatan wrapped ted's hand in soft mud which took the pain out but he couldn't use it much for the next few days and did not feel eager to hunt when his father and thais started out in the morning calatan remained with him although his eyes looked wistful for he had heard the chief talk about bear tracks having been seen the day before bears were quite a rarity but sometimes an old cinnamon or even a big black bruin would venture down in search of fresh fish which he would catch cleverly with his great paws calatan and ted fished a while and then ted wandered away a little wondering what lay around a point of rock which he had never yet explored something lay there which he had by no means expected to see and he scarcely knew what to make of it on the river bank close to the edge of the stream was a black figure an indian fishing as he supposed and he paused to watch the fisherman was covered with fur from head to foot and as ted watched him he seemed to have no line or rod going nearer the boy grew even more puzzled and though the man's back was toward him he could easily see that there was something unusual about the figure just as he was within hailing distance and about to shout the figure made a quick dive toward the water and sprang back again with a fish between its paws and ted saw that it was a huge bear he gave a sharp cry and then stood stock still the creature looked around and stood gnawing his fish and staring at ted as stupidly as the boy stared at him then ted heard a halloo behind him and calatan's voice run for chetwolf quick ted obeyed as the animal started to move off he ran toward the camp hearing the report of calatan's gun as he ran chetwolf hearing the noise hurried out and it was but a few moments before he was at calatan's side to ted 
It seemed like a day before he could get back and see what was happening, but he arrived on the scene in time to see Chetwolf dispatch the animal. Hurrah! cried Ted. You've killed a bear! But Chetwolf only grunted crossly. Very bad luck, he said, and Calatan explained. Indians don't like to kill bears or ravens. Spirits in them, maybe ancestors. Ted looked at him in great astonishment, but Calatan explained. Once, long ago, a thinking girl laughed at a bear track in the snow and said, Ugly animal must have made that track. But a bear heard and was angry. He seized the maiden and bore her to his den and turned her into a bear. And she dwelt with him until one day her brother killed the bear and she was freed. And from that day, Clinkets speak respectfully of bears and do not try to kill them, for they know not whether it is a bear or a friend who hides within the shaggy skin. The Taiyi and Mr. Strong were greatly surprised when they came home to see the huge carcass of Mr. Bruin, and they listened to the account of Calatan's bravery. The old chief said little, but he looked approvingly at Calatan and said, Hayas cloche, very good, which unwanted praise made the boy's face glow with pleasure. They had a great discussion as to whom the bear really belonged. Ted had found him, Calatan had shot him first, and Chetwolf had killed him. So they decided to go shares. Ted wanted the skin to take home and thought it would make a splendid rug for his mother's library. So his father paid Calatan and Chetwolf what each would have received as their share had the skin been sold to a trader, and they all had bear meat for supper. Ted thought it finer than any beefsteak he had ever eaten and over it Calatan smacked his lips audibly. End of chapter 4